0: You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint.
1: Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 27.
0: Episode 27. So, what you been up to, man? How you been running?
1: Man, I mean, I talked about how last uh, week I ended up having an unprofitable session, but only being able to play one session that week. Um, Man, I played more sessions, but same results. I mean, just not, I mean, we'll get into some. Uh, I, had, I played even a little bit of PLO trying to get out of it. <laughs> but that's how desperate things got.
0: It's funny how, like, our uh, st- our graphs are mimicking each other quite a bit right now. Because, I mean, we ended up, we were g- both on an upswing for quite a while. And like we're, we were kind of talking about it. And, like, how long, how often is it that, you know, we're both on an upswing? Usually, you're running good and I'm running bad. Or I'm running good, you're running bad. But in the minute, like, one upswing ended, the other one did. And it seems like, you know, things are just, you know... Just falling off right off. I mean, after that ve after my Vegas trip, right off a cliff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. But um, so I guess I'll tell you a little bit about some of the sessions that I played and how I ended up playing even some PLO. But um, so I went to eighty eight again, right? And uh, I was playing a session and things started off good. I was playing pretty tight, and you know, I got the Ace King versus Jacks all in pre flop for a buy in. So that was nice. I ended that's up nice. spiking you, the ace.
0: Always nice when you can win a coin flip, I mean.
1: Not great when that's your only winning hand though.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not problem, especially if that's at the beginning of the session. Not great.
1: <laughs> yeah, say my skill was winning that coin flip that session. Other than that, I didn't play that great.
0: Man. Okay. Our drafts are mimic each other and so does our plot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I ended up winning that coin flip. And then um, it was a very strange session because it was like I didn't have any big hands that I lost. I just kind of got chipped away over and over and over again by just missing flops, seeing a turn, missing the turn, having to fold. And eventually all my money was gone.
0: I mean, really, <laughs> in all honesty, that that's what will do it a lot of times, at least for me. Like, it's not, it's not like one big hand, but if you just miss flop after flop after flop, I mean, God almighty. And then, like, it gets in my head and I get stupid with it, too. Then, I mean, once I've missed six flops in a row, all of a sudden top pair, I'm playing that shit like it's the nuts.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Here's a hand that you can tell me, is it super nitty, or do you think it was a good fold? Okay. So, I have four five suited, right? Um... I'm the, someone raises pre-flop. I'm the only caller. It's heads up. Okay. The flop comes 5-5 five, five queen with two spades and a diamond. I have 4-5 of hearts, so I flop trips.
0: Okay, beautiful.
1: Um. The turn, so I'm, he bets small, I call.
0: And is there, there's a flush draw out there? Yes. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: But I didn't want to raise yet. That might have been my fault. Mm-hmm. But. I
0: don't know. I don't really hate this. This is fine. I mean, not only does I mean one you don't know that he's on a flush draw, and I mean he has to be on a flush draw and for it to hit. So I don't really mind a call here.
1: Um, so the turn brings uh, I think it was the eight of hearts. So it was pretty un unrelated. Okay. Um, and then he bets. Uh, it wasn't full pot. It was just under pot. So I made the call, and I still haven't raised yet. I was like, I'm going to raise on the river. I uh, Yeah, I know.
0: At this point, yeah, I think it's time to either put a queen to the test or, you know, if he does. I mean, here's the thing is once he's, he has that turn, much, a lot of people just see bet the flop, but once he bets the turn, you got to start putting him on something.
1: Oh, sorry. It was not a unrelated heart. It was the ten of hearts. Yeah, the, this was the big error in the hand. So the flaw so the board was five five queen ten two spades. So it's starting to straighten out and there's still a flush draw. And then I still only called. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then the river brings the jack of spades. So it brings the front door flush and the board is uh ten jack queen five five. And then he bets like two-and-a-half X pot. It was, yeah, it was pretty big. It was, like, 850, I think.
0: I mean, here's the problem, is your hand is so underrepresented here. I mean, I don't... Uh... I don't know here. Oh, Like, okay, I mean... So, we're looking at Ace-King making a straight, but it'd be kind of weird for Ace-King to take this line.
1: Other than exactly Ace King of Hearts, but Yeah. Still would be weird.
0: Uh there's there's so there's one brick flush one brick back door flush draw and one made front door flush draw.
1: Um no it was spade spade diamond heart spade.
0: Okay. Uh I mean eight nine would be weird to ever have here. There's a lot of two pairs you could have here. I mean, and there's there's obviously all the flushes he could have here. I don't know. I think I this might be this might be way too loose. I mean, I I am a big advocate for overfolding the river. I don't know. This is this is a, I will say this. I wouldn't fall to fold here. I mean, you're not beating when the flo- when the front door flush gets there and he jams that hard. I mean, I I think a queen. I don't think a queen would play it this way. I mean, maybe overplayed two pair. I mean, I I'm finding very hard to find made hands that you beat here.
1: Yeah, I ended up showing the five and folding. And he said good fold, but, I mean, that doesn't mean anything,
0: right? I mean, I don't know. It, that's It's a real sticky situation because you're not—I I can't find any value hands you're beating there. I mean, could it be an overplayed queen-jack, maybe? I mean— Maybe. Or, yeah, or I guess it could be, like, aces or kings— And thinking that Aces and Fives beats Queen-Jack or Queen-10 or Jack-10. Yeah.
1: Well, so I ended up folding, though. So what do you think about that? What do you think? You're kind of still torn on it?
0: I don't don't hate the fold. Uh, I mean, uh, my reasons for calling would be your hand is super underrepresented here. So he could be betting, thinking that he has, like, a better two, like, the top two pair. But, I mean... With the flush getting there is two pair. I mean, a flush seems very in your range of hands you could have.
1: True, but here's the one thing we can agree on. That hand was misplayed on the turn, right? I mean, for sure.
0: Yeah, 100%. On the turn, you have to... Well, I mean, you might have saved money, but, I mean, at this... yeah, you definitely have to go ahead and probably either get it all in or a sizable raise.
1: Yeah, so, but here's the saving grace, kind of, I guess, on it, is the, like, two hands later, I have ace seven of clubs, and the flop, um, it's me and the same guy again, heads up, the flop comes seven, deuce, deuce, rainbow.
0: Oh, nice.
1: And he bets pretty big again about pot, so, I mean, you know, it'd be like 30 bucks, 35 bucks, right? Okay. I call. Um, the turn brings... A Jack he bets like 80 I believe um I called and then the river brought a queen and I believe he checked it through and then he was like um he had no pair and I was good okay. and he was visually frustrated no he did bet the river because I remember thinking like he's not gonna bluff me back to back hands." Yeah. So he bet like two fifty on the river, I think. Okay. And I called it, and he was visually frustrated. I think maybe that I folded the five, and then Hero called down with the seven.
0: Yeah, I could see that. That's a. Uh, but that's I mean, pretty, that's pretty. That's very well played hand, though.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean it worked out pretty good for me, but I ended up. Um... Oh, and then this one was interesting. I mean, I kept missing some flops, but I had pocket eights. Um and a short stack raised. Um, but he raised pretty big to like I think
0: it was fifty bucks. How much did he have behind?
1: Only like one eighty. Okay. And it went it folded to me and I was pretty because I've been pretty car dead and been missing. So I ended up folding. Somebody else made the call a deeper stack, and I think if he would have called, I might have. Ca- I would have probably called behind because he covered me.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, the flop came Queen Eight Three, and I was like, "Oh man, this was my flop," is what I was thinking. Right. Right. I mean,
0: you're thinking someone has Ace Queen, and you know, you just murder this right here.
1: Exactly. So. The guy jams his 180, and I was just like, ugh, this was me. And then the other guy folds. And the guy who jammed his 180 showed pocket queens. Oh,
0: wow. What a savior. (laughs) Right. I like your fold on the flop, though. Because, I mean, pocket eights...
1: Well, I didn't fold pre-flop.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, fold on the pre-flop. Because, I mean, pocket eights, you really don't have the odds to set mine. And then, I mean, if you call, I mean, you're really... All his overpairs, you're drawing super thin, too, is, well, you found out very quickly there, even if you hit a set, uh, and then, uh, everything, yeah, all overcards, is really not profitable, it's just 50-50, and really, for the most part, the overcards are easier to play on a missed flop. So, I like your, I like your fold pre-flop, very good, uh, very disciplined, as far as a lay-down pre-flop.
1: Yeah, well, so then, after that night, I ended up being, uh, down on the session. I don't even think I don't know if I even went all in or not at the end. I mean, I kind of been trying to break that habit a little bit. Yeah, I ended up no, I think I ended up just leaving with zero again, but
0: oh. Yeah,
1: I think I got king jack in versus king queen. So, that's about as profitable as you know. <laughs> so, oh,
0: well. Let me let me ease your pain here for a sec. Go ahead. I'd love uh, to hear. <laughs> so, you ever like sit down and you're like this is going to be my session. Yep, okay. So, three hands into it. I have pocket queens. Just sat down. I'm like, "Okay, I I bet it's a call and all that." Uh then uh, a very dry flop, no ace, no king, As good a flop as I could hope for with pocket queens. I bet opponent re re-ra- raises on the flop. Me and you, over and over again, t- just say that you just uh, probably you just need to overfold here. Uh, probably you need to fold everything that's less than the nuts because people don't make this move. I call. so I mean I'm like I'm suspicious but I'm like folding queens here I think jacks and tens were over pairs so I'm like and there was a jack on the flop because I remember thinking he could maybe have ace jack maybe thinking I'm just c-betting doing everything in my mind to justify (laughs) right Uh, a nothing card on the turn I check it he bets again I still have an overpair. I call. The river's a queen. <laughs> Giving me the just stone cold nuts. Uh, At this point, I, yeah, I'm scared. He's just going to check it somehow. I don't know what he could have, but I just, he's going to just check it down. I, uh, I just jam it all in, which is 125 into a, uh, very big pot now. Right. I mean, it's probably a third or fourth pot size bet. He snap calls. He had aces the entire way, and I two outed him on the river.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: I mean, you want to talk about just feeling like it's your night.
1: I was about to say, talk about well played.
0: <laughs> yeah, well played. <laughs> I, I felt it coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have another big hand, and I mean, we're talking about 30 minutes in the session, I mean, I, I'm. I think I'm in for three hundred. I have like a thousand in front of me.
1: Do you play better or worse whenever you have more money in front of you? Like whenever it's winnings.
0: Mm. Way earlier in my poker career, it was way worse because I was so scared of everything. Actually, maybe it was better then because after this story, yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> yeah. Be, you're gonna <laughs> think that was way. that would way better. Uh I don't know. I think, like, because I've been winning and, like, I, I'm, i you know, if you're just kind of struggling and you're on, you kind of get on tilt or whatever, i probably play a little bit better when I have money and, when more money in front of me, but I think that might be just because, you know, my mindset, my mind at that point is, you know, it's more clear. It's easier to make, like, good folds and good calls when you're playing, when you're, you know, feel like With. you're running well.
1: Yeah. well. That's a good point.
0: <laughs> uh I mean, I definitely don't... I'm not going to say I play better when I'm on tilt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, uh definitely don't think that's the winning deal. So, I mean, this is just a night just going swimmingly. I have pocket fours. I raise preflop. There's a call. It comes 883 I'm like, this is... I mean, heads up. Right,
1: this is perfect. This I is, mean... This Part is great, Flop. Yeah,
0: I bet he calls. Uh, on the r- a turn, uh, I bet he calls, and then a river, I check, he raises, and I'm like, I mean, did he just randomly hit a ten or something like that? I think that was a river card, uh. And not wanting to believe he just flopped at 8 the entire time, I call, and he just had an 8 the entire time. And I just, I mean, you can talk about giving max value with an underpair. I mean, (laughs) just 100%. Like, I mean, he's not a player that's shown many bluffs. I don't know why I thought he was just (laughs) randomly just choosing at that moment on a no-semi-bluff board. I mean... I told him, I was like, I don't even know what bluffs you have there. No flush draws. There's no straight draws. I don't know what you could have there or why I'm calling there. That is a light call. I mean, it's a super <laughs> light call. I mean, there's no justification whatsoever for it. Uh, I was just like, you know, it was super dry. I was like, I mean, what are the chances? I mean, I don't know. The chances are very good when they call you down and then bet the river. Uh, it looks
1: like, I think it's overplayed. Uh, ten High, or, or Jack
0: High. <laughs> I, I mean, that's exactly what I, I felt like I might have been going for. I mean, just some some hands you lose your fucking mind. Yeah, or just
1: goes off the wheel. Like I was, it just goes, like the wheels just fall off and you just roll down the hill And I mean, it seems like.
0: The scary thing is, compared to this next hand, I played that like Phil Ivey. <laughs> uh, so, I have, uh, we're playing... Pot Limit Omaha. It's a reverse button. Okay. I flop the Stone Cold nuts with a set of nines. I mean, don't you never feel great when it's a set when it's a, a set. Mm, I'm sorry, it was a set of jacks on there. Set of nines that killed me earlier. That killed me that's killed me too at limit Omaha. <laughs> so I flop a set of jacks. Uh I bet there's only one call. Uh, it was not the nuts. Nine ten was the nuts. There was a possible straight out there. But with a, such a wet board, once I went an early position bet and it doesn't get raised, I feel pretty confident my jacks are the effective nuts here. Okay. Uh, the turn brings nothing. There's a flush draw. I bet again, pretty big. He only calls.
1: So, I mean, whenever he doesn't raise you ever, you can kind of take that straight out of his range, right?
0: I mean, I was. I don't know if everybody you can do that, but, I mean, just not many people are going to slow play, you know, the nuts on wet boards in Omaha. So, I kind of had taken it out of his range.
1: Okay, I would agree with that.
0: So, I am—he could only be on a flush draw.
1: Gotcha. So I'm sure it's just pumping through your head right now.
0: Yeah, I the the flush hits. I check it. He bets. I somehow don't realize the flush hits, <laughs> and just call. I mean, the pot was. I mean, I mean, you want to talk about just dipshit. I mean, <laughs> I was like, because I mean, I called, and like another player who's pretty decent. He's like. Well, that's the nuts. That's gonna be the nuts. And I was like, well, nine ten doesn't make sense here. And then he shows over the ace high flush with the nuts, which obviously is what the guy met. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, it's literally the only hand he could ever have in this situation. And I'm like, call. And I mean, you want to talk about like, it's one thing if you play like well, and you're like, and you just get unlucky. That that shit happens in poker. I mean, you know, that's variance. This is not variance. This is mental retardation.
1: <laughs> I just imagine he turned over the flush and you're just like, gasp. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How could you? <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean. well, well, in all honesty, I just did bitch about it a little bit. <laughs> I was like, how, how? Cause I bet a gigantic on that turn and didn't have that much behind, uh, to make it worth it. Uh, but I mean, I guess if I'm fucking just going to call it off every time, <laughs> I guess I could, you could do all kinds of weird stuff because you got insane implied odds against me. Uh, so yeah, I just completely, like it's never good on a session where every hand you win, you get lucky as hell and every hand you lose, completely your fault. <laughs> nobody, nobody really sucked out. Every, I mean, you just lose your mind. <laughs>
1: Right. So since you and I have been studying PLO together, I figured I'd go play some PLO uh, <laughs> as well. So I actually went to Paramount and they have the reverse button too. And I was like, well, you know, I could, I was kind of actually in the PLO mood, you know, just because I've been at, at 88 and they don't do any PLO. And I was like, well, you know, I could go play some PLO and maybe do okay. Right. So I was kind of thinking, cause we have been kind of talking some different strategies I mean, based on that story, I should not have gone to play PLO after talking <laughs> strategy with you. Good call. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to think. So I ended up first playing some... I mean, I got... I paid off some guy who had showed two bluffs right when I sat down, right? And then I flopped top pair, and he bets... Uh, it was pretty big. It was like $45, which was just about pot in a 1-2 game. Okay. Turn is an overcard to my top pair. He bets the same
0: bet, 45 Wait, this is not PLO, right? No, this is not. Okay, I was like, top pair? <laughs> Dude, don't be going down with this. <laughs> okay, so you have top pair, and he, and he double barrels into you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so... um He... uh Bets the same bet. And I was like, well, I mean, super suspicious that. I mean, I don't know that he just randomly hit this card. Yeah. And then the river brought a king and he bets 45 again. And I was like, well, after him showing two bluffs back to back like that, I feel like maybe I can make a light call here.
0: Well, especially I think 45 would be very small into the spot, right?
1: Mm, very, very small.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had top pair and then two overcards hit back to back.
1: Yes, I had. Yeah, I had ace ten. Flop came ten high. The turn was a queen. The river was a jack. He had queen any,
0: jack. Any draws on the flop? Um,
1: I thought there was a flush draw.
0: Mm, and it bricked. Yes. I don't know. Like this tiny, tiny bet, I'm probably calling.
1: Me too. But then you and I talk about how you can just get so much value from people and you bet that small because they just won't fold and then I'm the guy not folding next week. I mean, it seems weird.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's definitely. But uh, I don't know. I mean, when that's tough. Because, I mean, the king doesn't make a lot of sense here. I mean, the only thing that, like you said, would make sense here is a jack. Cause I mean, uh, do we think he just was betting randomly with a king the entire way down? It was, unless it was a king high flush draw, uh, the, I guess a jack would make sense. When you turn, obviously you turn a bigger pair, and then you could also go for value on the river. But I don't know. On on such a small bet with you having top pair, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's I would I would be suspicious too. On especially if there's a draw out there.
1: Yeah, and then I had this one hand where I had, um. I had uh, a PLO hand where I had 9, 10, Jack, Queen. And the flop came Queen 10. Okay. So I felt like I had just all the out. <laughs> right?
0: Kind of a dangerous hand. Because, I mean, you flop two pair... Uh, problem is you're going kind of for the sucker end of the straight unless you hit the eight. Wait, Jack nine. So Queen ten. So unless unless you hit the eight, you're kind of on the sucker end of the straight.
1: Yes, I didn't hit anything. Okay. And then um, I had, I mean I was, I mean I was betting pretty big on that flop too, right? I mean,
0: Queen ten. Well, what was the other card? Like a five yeah I can see that i mean your your queen tennis probably is definitely probably good at this moment.
1: um I bricked the turn. it was an ace.
0: oh God, that's a horrible card.
1: yep um <laughs> and then bricked the river, and then I was like, I don't know, man. I was like,
0: did you check the turn? yeah okay that's and, that's a good check.
1: Well, here's where the hand I mean this is the part you're not gonna like. And then I bet, like, on the river, I bet, like, one-third pot or maybe two-thirds pot, pretty small bet, into the pot. It was, like, 65 bucks.
0: Oh God, yeah. I, you're you. right. I do not like this. I mean, because this is the, the essence of, is this, this is never for, is this, this is never a bluff, and this is never for value.
1: This is bad PLO right here. This yeah, I mean, I don't,
0: I mean <laughs> when we talk about edges and PLO, it's bets like yours and me calling stupid calls on the river that make PLO maybe profitable. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't really care for this because, I mean, this is you, you really don't need to bluff here because you do have some showdown value, and you definitely don't need to go for value here whatsoever.
1: Well, I get told, well, I'll just pay you off. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he had uh, Ace-10, so that was...
0: Oh, uh, for the two-pair, yeah. Yeah, better two-pair. Because, he's I mean, like, he's thinking you probably... I mean, he's probably, like I say, a small bet. If it was pot size, he might actually fold, because this looks like King Jack.
1: Probably, but like I said, there's bad peel over right there.
0: <laughs> so I don't know why I thought
1: going to do this would be what would get me out of my downswing, but (laughs) I'll tell you what, not really. Um, And then I also had a different hand where I had um, pocket Queens and Ace Deuce suited in PLO. And the flop is a paired board, but I had the nut. Well, not the nut flush draw, but the Ace high flush draw. Okay. The turn brings a 10 of hearts, which gives me the, uh, the flush. But, I mean, no... It was, like, 5-5 deuce. 5-5 deuce, okay. And then the turn was a 10. And I bet, and then it got raised. And then I called... He didn't raise gigantic. He didn't, like, pot or anything. But he raised, I called. The turn, I mean, at that point, was a nothing card. Um, And then he bets, like, two-thirds pot. Pot. I call, and then he had uh, I mean, can you guess what he had?
0: No, not really. Oh, do you have five? Pocket tens. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was like, I felt like my whole big leak in PLO was I was just not, maybe not, res- maybe not. I was overvaluing my hands and under, maybe under re- respecting the, the opponent's hands, kind of like thinking that, you know, that they could be overplaying them.
0: Well, I mean, PLO, I mean, especially at this level, at the low limit levels, I mean, you just assume they got it. I mean, there's very few people that are turning things into bluffs at the at, the, at that point. Uh, I mean, it's not like Hold'em where, you know, they're like, I can represent this or all that. I mean, I think in higher stakes PLO that happens. In lower stakes, I mean, you basically, if they bet, you just kind of give them credit for what they're representing. Uh but yeah that's I mean that being said I'm I'm not playing that much PLO like I was playing online but it's kind of hit and miss I I was looking through a forum and it's so hard to find there's so much variance in PLO it's hard to find if you're gonna be profitable until a long time it seems like and considering even with my shitty play sometimes I do have you know a three year history of <laughs> You know, making pretty decent money playing Hold'em. I don't know. It seems seems like it probably more profitable to stick to Hold'em for the time being. And I am trying to learn High Low a lot better because again, that's less variance than Hold'em. So I feel like that could be, although it's not near as popular as PLO.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, there are just some gigantic PLO games going just all the time. It seems like.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the draws to it. But, like I say, I mean, I haven't seen... The problem being is if you don't know if you're profitable for quite a while, then, I mean, all you're doing at that point is gambling.
1: I mean, which is exactly what some people are looking for.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's great for that, too. So, I mean, a ton of action, and again, I will say, I think it could be profitable at a certain point, but... It's a lot like, you know, tournaments for, I'm sure, people for a while. I mean, there's so much variance that you just, if I could, you could make a huge run and not know if you're profitable, and you could be, have a huge loss and still actually be profitable. You just don't know at that point. So, it's kind of been tough to decipher decipher, but... So, I don't know, like, lately I've been kind of sticking to Hold'em, although almost every game I have does have a reverse button. So, luckily, there's a lot of, you can choose from uh, PLO or Hilo, which I don't know why in Houston they don't have more often. PLO wrecks games to no end for the reverse button. The high-low where you chop the pot is way easier on these games to not break the game. I don't know why the uh, PLO is such a big thing versus that.
1: I feel like it's because maybe not everyone knows how to play high-low. That's probably true. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know how to play high-low. I know you have told me, you know, the good hands like ace deuce and stuff and all that, but I feel like if you know not many people are playing it, it'd be pretty hard to to bring it into the game.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, because I've I've suggested it. Like I was at Paramount and I suggested it, but they're, they they nix that right from the start. <laughs> I said,
1: they laugh you out the room.
0: Yeah, I was. I mean, but <laughs> well, I say it's. I mean, from a room standpoint, it would be much better because I mean, if the scoops only happen so often, and then that way, you know, it's two people chopping the pot. It's spreading the money around, and it's less likely to break the game. So that's. Why I started choosing it in the first place is, you know, when College Station, you know, if you break the game, it's not like Houston where you just go to another room or there's another table there. I mean, at this point when College Station, if you broke the game, it was just over. So I was like, there's no reason to choose PLO and have one person win a $1,500 pot and then the game's done.
1: <laughs> Everyone just go home.
0: Let me get your thoughts on this, though. So I've been going through a downswing, and I was thinking about something on the way over here.
1: I was about to say, we got to bring more to the table, because this podcast has just been me talking about how bad we are at PLO. So, yeah, no kidding. So, so go for it.
0: Well, this is straight hold'em here. So so have been on a little bit of a downswing. Uh, off, uh, I was on a gigantic upswing off the Vegas trip, and then uh, a little while after that. But... I was listening to things right now, and I kind of be not just due to the downswing, but due to some life circumstances, the bankroll went down a little bit, and I've been buying in for like three or four hundred, not like the five hundred. So, problem is a standard raise in a hold'em game in Texas is about fifteen. So at fifteen. You really should never have suited connectors in your range,
1: if you're buying them for four hundred.
0: If three to four hundred, yeah. I mean, the rule is usually for suited connectors is twenty-five times, whatever that raise size is. Uh, Ten would be two fifty, so I, I mean, is way out there. <laughs> uh, so, so at that point. Do you just play super tight to the point where you just... Your eyes bleed? Should I, I mean, I don't, usually don't have Queen-Jack in my range. But should I be start adding, like, Queen-Jack, Jack-10, and stuff like that, versus a suited connector? Because, I mean, at least you're going to hit top pair and, you know, be there. I mean, suited connectors, you can't justify at all. Uh, and I guess, I mean, the most profitable would be just to play your big pairs and your super big cards. But I mean at that point in Texas, you're now playing 8 per 9% of hands.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I mean one thing would be you would need to play like the suited connectors just because people wouldn't give you action, but you're not going to have that problem here at all. You can literally just sit there and wait for aces, kings, queens, and bet 75, 50 pre-flop and get all the calls. And everyone, you're going to turn over ace and be like, did not see that coming. <laughs> I mean, this guy has played one hand in four hours.
0: I mean, I tell you what, <laughs> I better be playing it someplace with a big screen TV because that's going to get so old so fast. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I was thinking about that. But I, yeah, I mean, if, I'm, if you're playing 6-7 suited, and the standard raise is open to 15. Now, I'm not saying don't pre-flop. Well, I will say this. I probably should not be pre-flop raising over a limp with this either, actually. But I an open raise for a suited connector, I think, is fine. But calling seems to be... That's probably should just completely have that out of my range unless I'm until I'm buying in for more again. I mean,
1: you'd have to buy in pretty deep, right? To justify it,
0: mathematically, I mean. Okay, so let's go ahead and do the math for a second. Uh, So you need 25 times uh, 15. So you're looking at 10 would be 250. So you need about 325 is what I'm getting. believe so. 375. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean... so I mean, I guess if you go de- if you get deeper stacked a little bit and you're winning and you're up a, uh, if I'm up a bit, I can go ahead and start adding that back into my range. But I mean, if it's if I'm around 300 or if I'm around you know, or if I've gone down a little bit, you really need to start adjusting. Like maybe throw a queen jack out there to play and drop some of the suited connectors. Well, here's the other thing too is you need your opponent to be that deep as well, yeah, or are that's... you often
1: the this shallow stack, which doesn't seem right mm
0: it's very dependent i mean the play the the places I play at are mm it's yeah very dependent on the table, but a lot of times it does play pretty deep, so but you would have to worry about that. i mean there's always that one guy at the table with a hundred or a hundred fifty. So you definitely can't be calling him, even if even if you have, even if you're sitting a thousand deep,
1: right? Which I thought, you know, kind of some you have to consider as well.
0: Yeah, so I was kind of looking at that, and it was a uh, yeah. We had talked about adjusting the range when you were only a hundred big blinds over in uh, Vegas, but I, now that I'm starting, like I say, kind of building back, the bankroll isn't taking a big hit, but it's enough that. You know, like I say, three or four hundred is all I feel comfortable with at this exact moment. Uh, so we're kind of let's say I kind of need. I haven't really adjusted my ranges from there, and that I think that could be part of the leak that I'm finding.
1: Have you adjusted your ranges online buying in for however much you buy in for? Do you buy them pretty deep online?
0: Uh, no, it's still like a hundred blinds. Uh, so are you folding suited connectors online? Probably not. I don't... Hmm, that's a good question. I don't think I have... Well, you know what? I fold a lot more online just because I respect people's raises. I mean, like... Here, I mean, there's so much garbage that gets thrown around that I will call way, probably way too light sometimes. Uh, online... Uh if it's if they're raising from early position i'm folding almost everything actually
1: yeah that's probably a good good rule of thumb because i mean you know easy it is to multi table so
0: yeah so i mean yeah there's a lot of people that you know and i mean like poker bros is great cuz it just shows rock under their name if the, if a rock raises i mean i have like four hands that i will <laughs> i will call a re-raise with so it's a uh, so I, need to, I probably do need to look at it online as well, uh, as well as live. But I was listening to that and kind of looking for kind of leaks in my game. And I will say I think I've gotten a little too loose preflop with my calling range and need to tighten up. I mean, I guess either play super tight or add some hands that, you know, have at least some top pair value. Because, I mean... If you're two, if you're only two hundred dollars, even if you hit, I mean, you're gonna use your whole stack chasing that draw, and have not that many implied odds left behind.
1: True, absolutely.
0: So uh, that's a little thought that I was thinking about when uh, in our uh, on the way over here.
1: Uh, I guess though, I mean, on that note, I mean, I would say, for me at least, it's kind of officially a full blown downswing going on for me. No, it isn't is it i mean this week it is i mean hopefully next week i you know end up coming back or try to play a little bit more
0: that's a good point yeah you've really well i mean
1: because like you'll say like it's not that much of a downswing but i mean i'm trying to i mean looking at one two three i mean four losing sessions in a row with multiple buy-ins on the session i mean
0: okay yeah that's, that's 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 probably downswing yeah that's
1: it's definitely not what you're hoping
0: for. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not the goal. It's not the dream. <laughs> I mean,
1: just to make no money four times in a row on multiple bullets. I mean, or four sessions on multiple bullets.
0: I mean, that's okay. Yeah, that's not, not that's not living it up by any means. <laughs> I will say that.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess hopefully next week I'm definitely going to try to make an effort to go play next week. Um, so and I'm actually off Friday, so I'm going to go try to play that Friday uh, game. So. I guess, are you, you're still currently on downswing, or not, not really? Oh,
0: God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's never ending, dude. <laughs> I'm, I need to, I'm gonna start, stop reading strategy books, and start reading rule books if it gets any worse, <laughs> so yeah. I would say, I would say, yeah, right now, it's a, uh, like I say, it's not that bad, it's a, uh, I'm probably, like, even from what I started, well, from what, from the Vegas trip, but I mean, when you go up, your dream is to never go right back to where you are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I guess this will conclude episode 27. Uh, We'll see you next week trying to break out of this downswing. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.
0: (laughs) That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time, and we'll see you next week.